the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yes, it is Sports Day for Tuesday night and wherever you're listening and whenever you're listening to the show, might be on the podcast, mm. the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, 24 hours. Just a fraction over 24 hours. Kickoff is expected I'm ready to go, in Sats. Adelaide. I'm ready to go. Yeah. You got, your, you got your 1994 State of Origin jersey on. I've got to say, that was my least favourite Origin jersey. What? And the, the State of Origin Queensland emblem was my least favourite also. Well, it's my favourite. Really? Uh, mate, this was when Mal had his last game. Yeah, 94 was too. Yeah. Alfie kicked the field goal. I was 5-4. at the stadium. I was there. It was amazing. Anyway, this is... This they, is my... Remember they used those old yellow summit balls yeah, as well? They yeah, were light. They are yeah, like balloons, yeah. weren't they? That's right. Mate, I... I um, yeah, just to, I just get a bit nostalgic around the state of origin and the history of it, and I love it. Well, I love that 2020 series when it was in Adelaide, game one, Queensland one, and they went back to that, the 1980... Oh, the stripe? No, the 1980 original jersey with the big Q on it yeah. as well. I love that jersey. Yeah, with the with the... With the Kangaroo? Yeah, the kangaroo. Mm. Yeah, outstanding. Uh, you can get us on social media if you want to be part of the show or need us to to bring up any of the topics that you want to try and get into Sports Day throughout the week. TikTok, Sports Day, SEN. Instagram, SENQ. If you're on Twitter, Sports Day, NSW. And on the show tonight, something very special. Mm. Outside of three burning questions, Daddy Vass has an origin theme tonight. He's going to ask us three questions around origin. And it's from a player's perspective, dressing sheds, uh, how did you sleep the night before? All those burning questions that Daddy Vass will bring up. Teamless Tuesday for round 14, which seems a little bit insignificant at the moment. Uh, it is, but, I mean, not for the Gold Coast Titans. Um, big out for them. Kieran exactly. Foran, toe yep. ligament injury. Uh, they, they have had no luck this year with their spine, whether it's, you know, Verrills is back this week. He is back this week, isn't he? Well, that's the talk. Yeah. I mean, it's the talk. I mean, it's been announced in the, in the press that yep. he, they'll be back this week. Foran's out. They got Brimson out, and Jaden Campbell's now. Talk, they're talking about putting Jaden Campbell to fullback. Keanu Kinney, um, the young rookie, uh, might make his debut at fullback. It's it's just it's such a critical part of your team. Sat sat spine. Yeah, just so so influential. Um, they just can't take a break. Now they're the ones that've got to be able to change momentum throughout the game. Absolutely. I like Jaden Campbell at five eight. I might add, and also big part of tonight. Huge. It's going to be through two segments as well. Interview with Chris Choppy Close, origin legend from 1980, and some of the ways he explains that first game and only game in 1980, you can't miss out on it. So stick around for that. And coming up next is part one of that chat with Choppy Close. This is Sats and Rap for Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Meninga to close. Close cutting back the other way. Catches the defence on the wrong foot. He's broken through. He's coming up to Edie. Gets away from Edie. He's over underneath. Chris Close. Great piece of work. That could be the one to break the news. Oh, great memories from back in 1980. The inaugural State of Origin, which was only played one game. One game. Just to see whether it would work or not. Your dad, your famous Mm. dad, played in that game as well, didn't he, Rat? 14 origins for Queensland. Three tests 
for Australia and also one of the great managers in State of Origin history as well. Chris Tafer Choppy Close joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Chop? Hey, Chop. Hey, boys. How are you? Very well, thank you. Yeah, Before we get into Origin good. chat, how's how's life for Chris Close at the moment? Are you going well, Chop? Yeah, look, everything's good, mate. Um, you know, working hard uh, for a living and um, relaxing at Harvey Bay when I'm at home and uh, everything's going really well, mate. Mate, surely there's a few junkets coming up around Origin time for one Choppy Close. I'm like old Ma- Auntie Mary, mate. You know, they roll me out every Origin in the wheelchair and parade <laughs> me around, whiz me around a little bit, and then they put me back away again for the rest of the year. So got a few little things happening, yeah, mate, around this time of the year. And it's lovely, though. It's lovely to be included and remembered. Yeah, it's always exciting. You always an exciting remember. time of the year. Also a, an anxious time of year, Chop. Now, when the teams are announced each year, and, of course, you're not involved in the team as a manager anymore, but when the teams are announced... Do you just take it in your stride, or do you, or do you get emotional about selections that Queensland make? Oh you, no, I, I uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I think I'm an expert, same as everybody <laughs> else. You know, I want I want my team to be playing, and uh, and I, I, you know, I'm pretty adamant about that. But I understand that I don't have any say in it, and usually uh, you can see where you know the selectors or the coach have, have made the decision for the right reasons. So I'm always happy with the team. I, I, you know, it wouldn't matter which team they picked. I'm going to be right behind them. But I think this year they've picked an outstanding team. Now, Latrell announces, uh, as of yesterday, he's going to be out uh, early this morning. He's going to be out from Origin 1. Now, when you were playing, Chop, if Brett Kenny, for example, was, was announced that he's going to be out two days before the game injured, would it have changed the mindset of the team or you would have thought, I don't care? No, I don't think it would, mate. And, you know, I'm just thinking about these young men at the moment. I don't think it's going to change their mindset either. I don't know where you guys feel about that, but I would think that they're uh, they're getting ready to prepare. And I think that Billy's done a fantastic job as a coach already in such a short time. And I don't think that he would have any um, anything to say about that much at all. I mean, it may change the game plan marginally, but at the end of the day, they take you know, Latrell out and bring Steve Crichton in. There's not, you yeah. know what? There's not a big difference there. They're both no, no. bloody good players. So yeah. you, you can't allow yourself the luxury of thinking, well, they've got somebody out. Uh, it's not like they're scraping the bottom of the barrel to find players to fill those spots. So it's always going to be that way. And, uh, you know, I don't think this year's any different. Yeah, Chop, I, I want you to take us back to that night in 1980 when Origin <coughs> was born. Now, there's talk that, you know, New South Wales didn't, didn't understand how, you know, what this meant and, you know, the, the, the passion that Queensland came out with that night just, just blew them off the park. You know, New South Wales had all these, you know, rock stars playing for them and they were meant to win. But what was it like in that build-up to that game? Because I understand you only had a couple of days and that dressing room before you ran out there, um, you know, playing with the likes of Arthur Beaton and the King, um, what was it like in that dressing room before you ran out to play that game? Oh, mate, there was certainly an expectation. There's no doubt about that. I I can remember it quite vividly. We we actually played two interstate games in 1980 and we'd got dusted up both games and I'd played the year before. So I played for Queensland and once again, we, we just couldn't compete at that level against New South Wales. And Matty, they had a great team. Your dad was in the team. Yep. You know, your father, Steve, he was... He was one of the best players that have ever played our game, and um, you know it was a, a tough task, master. But he had uh, someone who wasn't too bad beside him. Either. 
the Mick Cronin. Yep. So, you know, looking at it from a young Sanders point of view, I'm looking at two of my absolute heroes and um, thinking, you know, wow, how, how hard is this going to be? So for 1980, they'd also just picked the Australians. Well, they just completed a New Zealand tour. So myself and Rowan Hancock were the only two resident Queensland players that made that 28-man squad to go to New Zealand. So, you know, there was a lot of stuff happening around us. A lot of stuff had happened that year. And, um, you know, Queensland were, were treated, you know, fairly poorly by the uh, Southern press. And uh, we weren't taken seriously. We weren't rated. Uh, we weren't ranked. And, um, you know, that sort of didn't sit well with me. And I felt that I'd just come back from that uh, tour over in New Zealand with the Australian team. And... Um, once again, you know, we sort of got treated, you know, a little bit second rate, not by everybody, but a few people that, you know, that um, will, will remain nameless, you know, really didn't, uh, you know, make us feel like we're part of the group, uh, particularly Rowan. And, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget the way. And, you know, they, they were sort of almost, um, you know, like sort of down down on him a bit until he played his first game and he smashed a few of the Kiwi guys up. You know, ran ran 70 metres, scored a try. He, he had two tackles in a row. Both tackles, they carted the bloke off. So, you know, they, they just didn't they rate our performances. And we come back to that third game and <clears throat> Arthur was the captain. And I had the enormous privilege of being, uh, get, being able to get dressed beside him in the old Lang Park dressing sheds. They were, you know, unique in, in, the, in the building. And, um, you know, it was one of those nights where the expectation was huge. We, we had all these players back, uh, you know, the likes of Rod Reddy and, and Arthur and Johnny Lang and uh, Kerry Bostead, you know, and the list was just enormous. And we had all these good players coming back into our team um, at the time. And, you know, Arthur was a great leader. Uh, he, he had uh, he'd sort of set us up during the week at training and He'd made a, you know, laid a very strong platform, and I just haven't got enough time to tell you everything. But at the end of the day, mate, um, I knew it was serious because I threw my, my, my bag onto the bench, and Arthur came in just behind me and he dropped his bag down beside mine, and um, I was just in awe of him. He was such a big man for a start, but he just started his methodical, uh, you know, preparation for the game, and he had all these things that he did to, to get himself ready. And, uh, you know, he, he just, he stood there and um, and I'm just watching every move he made and he dipped his fingers into a big jar of Vaseline and shoved the big water Vaseline up each nostril. I don't know what that was for, but it, it looked good anyway. It was hanging all <laughs> off him and carrying on. And then he uh, he picked up a an old stocking, a lady stocking full of resin, which was something that they used back in those days. And they used to, you know, put it on their jersey and down their forearms to give them some grip. And he stood there, you know, in front of me and he, he belted his chest with this resin bag. And as the dust just went up around him and he, I just was watching and he, he put the bag down, he reached in, he got out a bit of boot polish or whatever and he put it across his cheeks, just under his eyes, just as a, as a thing that they used to do back then to, to take the glare of the lights away from you, from you when you were playing. Yep. And I'm sitting there looking at him and I said, this isn't a game of football. This is war. He's preparing for battle. I yep. tell you now, if he had said to me, Chop, get this knife here, stick it in your sock, take it out there and stab one of them blokes, <laughs> I'd have been the first one to do it. I'll give you the tip. I was just in total awe. And he said, you're right. And we all got up and followed him out and what a night it was. It was a beautiful day.
the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, well, mate, the, the passion that Queensland played that night, it was evident. Um, no more evident than when you backhanded Eric Growth. What was he uh, – oh, and I was in 81, but what, what, were you do, what was yeah. he doing for you to have to backhand him? <laughs> was it? Was he just he holding on? Or was he, he was just there. He wouldn't let go, mate. You know, mate you, he, ask Eric; he'll tell you. Yeah. He knows. He, he, you know, he, he, what a magnificent uh, passage of rugby league it was. Like Colin Scott made the best break you've ever seen in your life, and went within a meter of scoring a try. You know, sixty meters. Mm. And the only play, bloke on the field who would have been capable of catching him from that distance was Eric Grote. Mm. And he mowed him down with one of the most magnificent tackles you've ever seen in your life, uh, right on the goal line. And uh, I, I was the first person there at dummy half, and I knew that, you know, there was very few of the New South Wales women back there, and I knew that if we, uh, if we could get up and play the ball, I was going to score. Mm. They, they wouldn't, weren't going to stop me from there. Anyway, he was hanging on, and I said, let him go, and I grabbed him by the hair and pulled his head back. And if you watch the footage, you'll see all this. And his head snapped straight back into where he had it. So the second time I pulled his head back, I didn't give him, give him a chance to, to go back down. I backhanded him and, and hit him just on the top of the nose. And I could, he just went limp. He just went limp, and I pushed him off. And Scotty got up and played the ball, and uh, I picked it up, and I remember... I looked up and and guess who was Marcus? Matty? Steve Rogers was. I've watched it many Steve times. Steve Rogers, yeah. <laughs> well, and I went, you know, one of the very few times in my life went straight over the top of him. And Terry Fay, who was another joint, un- unbelievable player, was standing just off the off the ruck. And um, you know, I put the ball down, and nobody said a word. They did well, come down and. Really try. Well, mate, so, you'd, be, you'd be getting time probably, in the bin after, mate. You'd be getting more than time in the bin these, in this day and age. But I, I'll tell you, oh, you probably would. A funny you story. Would, but you know what? Do it again. Yeah, I'd do it again, mate. You know, and uh, just to top that story off, I remember we played a Legends game a few years, you know, a long time ago, and I was sitting having a beer with the old man, and he, he recounted the story from his side. Yeah, and he said, I ran in the marker. He said, as soon as I ran in there, I knew it was the silliest thing I'd ever done in my life. <laughs> he said, I, <laughs> He said, I looked at you. He said, your eyes were rolling around in your head like a, a pinball machine. <laughs> and he said, there was steam coming out your ears. And I said to myself, hang on, here he comes. And uh, that's his recount. Wow, mate. He just went straight over the top of me. Yeah. He, he reckoned the only way he would have stopped you yeah. is to pull what was in his pants out and throw it at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, Chop, when Arthur as a coach, because he took over, didn't he, a year later, 1981 as coach. So from player he to did, coach. Yeah. Was there a glaring difference? Oh, no. He, he's probably one of the, the smartest and uh, most astute rugby league players that I've ever had a conversation with. And um, he knew the game so well. He had he had great understanding of, of, you know, what needed to be done. And he had a great way of bringing that out with the blokes, you know. And he was such a, a great mentor. But he just made you feel like you were the you know best in the world every time he spoke to you. And, um, you know, he, he was a, a remarkable coach in that respect. And, uh, he, you know, he, he helped me so much. He, I, I think he helped all of us in, 
if we if we look back in that moment, you know, I think eight of us were, were 21 or younger. So he had to do that. He had to be there and, and guide us in that space. And if, if you look at the early origin years, you know, even when he was in coach with uh, John McDonald the first year and then Arthur from then on right through till, you know, my career ended, you know, we had the we had a massive winning percentage at that stage. So I think I only played nine origin games and won six, you know, so we, we were going pretty well and Arthur was the coach. Yeah. Mate, what's um I just wanted to ask you, you know, you've you've been around the game, you you've you've managed you you were my first Queensland manager, which was, you know, a huge honour for me to be sitting in front of you in the team meetings. But you know, the game today, what's your take on it, Chop? I mean, obviously times change, games change, things evolve. <coughs> Where do you see the game today? Oh look, I you know, it's it's I, I love the game still. I, I, I hate the way they mess with it. But that's just me, that's just my opinion, you know, and I I suppose I've got the hindsight of seeing how it was back then and being part of the way it was played back then. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't see a lot wrong with it, but I do now. I, I do see a lot wrong with how that was played back then. And and I've got um, three grandsons, uh, three grandchildren, one grandson and, yeah. and two granddaughters that, uh, you know, have taken up the game this year. And I don't want to see them in that space that I was in. I don't want to see them getting belted in the head and taken advantage of and, you know, risking their their, their uh, well-being to play a game of rugby league. So as far as that goes, you know, I'd be the first one in a, a stink if I needed to be at, at the you know, game of footy, but I don't want them to, to put up with that or have to go through that. Yeah, and um, I think that we've done a great job on that space, you know, in, in changing our game in, in that regard. Uh, it's annoying that we have the, you know, the swinging handbags at, at two paces these days. There's no real aggression or anger it's all just hot wind you know they all get there pushing put yeah. their chins up and pump open their chest out that's a bit embarrassing for the game but um i think uh you know i look at the uh the the uh ability or, or the advancement in in the athleticism of the players the training methods you know if i was playing now i'd be fit at 112 kilos and mm, it'd be yeah. a different game for me yeah, and you know I watch that, and I watch the effort they put into that, and, and I can understand how many injuries are caused by the fact that they're just, you know, they're at their peak maximum performance build, yep. and uh, it shows the way they play, the, the things they do in the corners, the wingers with the ball, and the athleticism and strength that that requires to do that. Yeah, I, I think the game has come a long way, mate. I just feel that there's some things that we could take out of the game that that probably don't make it as fair as what it could be. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, really well put. I think you've got a lot of supporters there, Chop. Now, before we let you go, of course, you think Queensland's going to win. And when Queensland win, in your eyes, who's the man of the match after Wednesday night's clash? Oh, look, I think if, uh, if we're going to win, um, it's got to be Cameron Munster or Benny Hunt. Uh, if they aren't man of the match, one of those two players aren't man of the match, then I, I think it's going to be a tough night for us. Mm. Um, and Cameron Munster's the key. Uh, Cameron, you know, he, I think he's been really hot and cold in the last few years. Mm. Um, but um, I think, you know, this year he, he really needs to stand up and take control of that. And, and I know Benny Hunt will. Benny Hunt has just developed into probably one of the most reliable and, and you know, fantastic players of the modern game. And I just love how he does everything at 100% max. And, you know, Queensland needs that. If we're going to beat New South Wales, we've got to have 17 players playing like Benny Hunt does. Mm. Yeah. Now, off topic, and I'm just throwing this in, 
last couple of weeks we've been talking about state of larrikins, Chop. Players who do their best work off the field, the great characters of the game. So in origin over the years, who'd go into your team? If you had to nominate a player for the state of larrikins team, who would it be? Uh, no doubt. There's, he still holds the mantle. <laughs> I mean, as a, as a trainer, healthy. Yeah. He's not the greatest larrikin, annoying test <laughs> that I've ever had to manage in my life, then I don't know who is. Uh, and he was consistent. But not only that, he was intelligent, you know. And, and him and Kevin Walters were the two best. You know, they, it didn't matter. Gordon, Wendell, Webke, they had nothing on them. Yeah. They'd, they'd try and, you know, run the, the bus and they'd just get shot down with one word. And, uh, you know, they, they were just um, ultimate ultimate uh, larrikins, and um, they, were, they were, you know, fantastic players as well. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, Chop, awesome. we can sit here and talk to you about Origin all, all night. Love your passion. Mm. You're a tremendous rugby league man, and it's always great to talk to you. And thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. Yeah, and mate, I, if I can, I didn't get a chance to do this publicly before, but um, I'd just like to pay my respect to your dad, uh, both of your fathers, you know, two incredible players in our game. And, you know, from a father's point of view, sitting there looking down from where they would be, uh, they couldn't be more proud of you two, to you, you two young fellows, mate. So well done to all of you. Oh, it's oh, nice one. On Thank you very appreciate much, Chuck. We really appreciate it, mate. Thank you very much. And have a great night on Wednesday night. Cheers, Tom. guys. See you, boys. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Uh, welcome back to the show. What are we looking at at the moment? We've got 24 hours. It's about 25 hours. 25 and a bit of hours. T- too many hours. Yeah. I want I it now. <laughs> I want it now. Go. I'm yeah. dressed and ready. <laughs> yeah, as we said earlier on, he's got his uh, Queensland. That looks like a 1994 version. Yeah. Yep. That's the old Maroon one with the three, four yeah. white stripes across jerseys, the middle. Remember used to just cover your elbow? Yeah. Stop your grazing your elbow? Yep. I love that jersey. I mm. love those jerseys. Yeah. yeah. And cotton. Jeez, they used to get heavy when they got wet. They like dunas, weren't they? Oh, oh, horrible. It was good for me. I went from 70 kilos <laughs> to about 78. <laughs> yeah, three burning questions. Origin special. This is where Daddy Vass shines. Brought to you by Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner. As we said, it's origin theme. What do you got, Daddy? Boys, I want to get inside the brain of an origin player from a fan's perspective. So, boys, you wake up on origin day. Mm-hmm. What do you do in the lead-up to kickoff? It's, what, 8 p.m.? You wake up in the morning. I want, I want to know what you go through on the day of origin. Rat, were you, were you pretty scheduled when it came to your preparation on game day? Uh, not, not for origin, but for NRL? Yeah, I was. Did you uh, feel as though in origin it sort of got thrown uh, out the window? Oh, out the, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a way off kilter. Yeah. Um, but particularly, you know, the first time I played, because you, you're so – everything's – it's just so noisy. There's so much going on around you. For me, um, you know, you say you wake up, you know, what do you do? Like, I barely slept, for mm. starters. So, you know, the, the, I was waiting for the sun to come up so I could get up and not, you know, be a pest to anyone by, you know, crawl, you know my roomie crawling around in the dark, just sitting there sort of sweating for the sun to get up, going have some brekkie. It's always a really early start for me on Origin Days. Team walk, team work, walkers, you know, it's 
whether it's in Queensland or New South Wales, you're always going for a team walk, playing a bit of cricket in the park, mm. whatever it may be. But individually, what I did on game day, I used to always try and make it. doesn't matter where I was playing, what I was doing. I always had to grab a paper. Mm-hmm. I just read the paper. And I always read the paper from front to back. My dad always taught me as a 15-year-old, don't ever write it, read it from back to front. Read it from front to back. And so I did that ever since I was 15. And when I started playing in the NRL, and still, and still in origin, day of, I made sure I went and got the daily paper and I read the paper during breakfast. Mm. That's one thing I always used to do. It used to relax me a little bit. Mm. Uh, then you go for your team walk. And because yep. the game is so late, Rat, were you an afternoon sleeper? Definitely afternoon sleeper. And that, that was probably a really important part of my day because I hadn't slept so well yeah. the day of. And not, not trying, no, sorry, the night before. Um, just getting that afternoon kip in, waking up, having a feed. And my roomie in my first origin was Darren Smith. And it was just such a good roomie for me to have because I had a million and one questions and he had the temperament to sit there and mm. answer them and, and just, you know, be, be really um, controlled and measured in the way he answered it. So it wouldn't, one, freak me out and two, it would just relax me and get me ready to go out there and perform. And, um, yeah, that, that afternoon uh, it seems to drag on a little bit. After you wake up, you have your sandwiches, you just sort of you try not to play the game over and over in your head, but you can't help it. You're thinking about situations. Well, I certainly was. Like, I'd always, whenever I was marking up against someone, I'd always think about certain situations that um, would potentially, you know, come up in my head or what I could create. Um, and more often than not, like after games, I was just as mentally exhausted as I was physically because I'm constantly trying to think about ways to beat the opposition. And I would, but I'd try not to do that too much prior to the game, just try to think of certain situations, things that I need to do, um, listen to, you know, the right people. Because um, if, if you listen to everyone, you're just going to have a whole lot of jumbled mess in your head. And that was that was sort of me. I had, you know, Darren Smith. Um, I, I remember spending a lot of time with Gordy in my first camp. I was the um, same, actually. Really relaxed. He's always really yeah, relaxed yeah. in those and days he, leading I, up. I remember him getting acupuncture in his ribs and it was just, it just felt like he was meant to be there. Mm. And and that level of comfort that he had sort of rubbed off on the people around him. And it was a, yeah, it was a, it was a good experience. For humor, humor can be a great detractor from mm. pressure. And if you've got those important teammates that have got a little bit of spunk about them, Sean Berrigan, mm. um, Lockie was very quiet. Gordy's got a lot of a lot of relaxed humour about him when he's preparing for a game because he's been so many times and he's so confident in his own skin. Mm. So it's really important to have those those players. Those players with a little bit of humour on the day of. So, um, yeah, when it comes to preparation, a lot of things get thrown straight out the window, Co. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, that leads me to the set, one of the other questions. Was there a player that stood out to you in the dressing room? You know, as the final preparations were coming, did you have your eyes on someone else in that changing room? There's one person that that took my attention, and it was Gordy. Mm. Gordy Tallis. Sorry to keep talking about the same person, but he's such a, a huge figure. He's an enigma. Really. It like is. He's, he's, he's got this aura about him. And, and what really stood out for me is meeting down in the foyer of the hotel to get on the bus. And Gordy's mucking around and he's jovial and he's just comfortable in origin. You know, some people have the language of origin. They just speak origin. He's one of those. And and then we got on the bus and he's mucking around. And remember you used to sit in the same seat mm. for the 10 days. Yeah, yeah. You sit in the same seat and he's mucking around. On the he's, bus, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the bus. He's throwing stuff at people, you know, mucking around, have a bit of a joke. Get in the dressing sheds and 
watching the under-18s, State of Origin before it, out in the yeah. reserves dugout. Still pretty jovial Still at this stage. jovial, yep. and he's, his face would come on the big screen at, say, Homebush, and everyone would boo him. And then he'd walk up the tunnel, and then you watch him get in the dressing sheds, and he starts putting his shorts on, and he starts putting his jersey on, and his socks, and his boots. And it's like he's putting his armour on. Mm. He's putting his, his war armour on, and and then when the referees come in, the linesmen come in and they check your nails and they check your padding and they check your stu- yeah. studs and your boots. I just saw him completely transform. Mm. He, he just went into this glaze where he had this mist. He started sweating profusely and he started marching. As soon as a two-minute buzzer goes when you're about to run out, he just start marching up and down the, the dressing sheds. It was like this caged animal just waiting to get out, out of the tunnel. And so I, I watched that over the course of about an hour and a half, and it just amazed me that this guy went from this happy, jovial guy into a guy that's put his armour on who's ready killer. to go out there and turn into a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I do remember, um, yeah, particularly Gordy, um, just just that transformation, and, and particularly, you know, being on the field, you know, national anthem and getting in a huddle and just looking at him in the huddle. I was directly opposite him. I'll, I'll never forget it. And just looking into his eyes and just thinking, I am really glad I'm in this circle. And you're with me, because um, he just knew that he was going to give everything he had, you know, for the guys around him, and um, it was pretty devastating. So, it, but but you know, in saying that, you know, I tell us I told a story to Sats, you know, like he was he he, he could still he, he could still remain level headed. Yeah, he had blow ups, and you know, he got sent off by Bill Harrigan, uh, but they were two blatant knock ons. We've all seen them. Um, <laughs> it was two thousand, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, two thousand, yeah. and cost us that game, which you know, in, in end sort of blew out the series. But I remember the, the week after playing that game and I'd made a little break and we're playing the Broncos, the Sharks versus the Broncos. It might have been that game. might have been a game after or, another, or the year before. And I was sort of like on my hands and knees and I was crawling through and he come flying over and he was just, he, he could have killed me. Like he honestly could have just absolutely taken me out. And he stopped right in front of me and he just yelled at me, stay down, stay down. And I just sort of cowered and sat on the ground and I got up. In the fetal position. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> this could have been bad. And then um, got up and played. Well, after the game, I said, mate, what was that about? And he goes, mate, we've got to play Origin in a couple of weeks. Simon, I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, he, 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 he wanted to kill people on a football field, but he still really, he, he, he was smart enough to know when to go, when not to. And, and the allegiances also. Yeah, New yeah. South Wales play Queensland. So we're in the six-week period of Origin. Yep. I need to look after my teammates, even though he's on the opposite side. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, he was... And he's for eighty minutes. He wouldn't blink. Mm-hmm. He just wouldn't blink. He just had this mist, this red mist over his eyes. And like Rat was saying, you're glad you're on his side rather than against him because he always had you looking out of the corner of your eye, even if you're on his side. That's why yeah. they call him the raging bull, eh? Yeah. Mm. All right, boys. Third one. Yep. What on-field moment made you realise you were playing Origin national anthem? Yeah, I, I, I would no, say. Sorry, I'll say that. Sorry to cut in. Yeah. Right. Running out. And then New South Wales ran out and it was a New South Wales crowd. I've never felt my body vibrate. Even grand final day, never felt my body vibrate mm. like, it, like it vibrated when New South Wales ran out in the field. And I mm. thought, wow, like you're just alone. My, my second game was at Stadium Australia and, you know, not, about 100,000 people or something. And uh, I, I remember running out and, and we, we ran out first. We got a pretty loud cheer. I thought, oh, we're going all right. Like, <laughs> we're doing all right here. Like it was a rainy night, so you couldn't actually even see the top of the stands. Those big wings. Yeah, it was yeah. that 
Like it was that, it was raining that much. Anyway, the New South Wales ran out. And I thought we'd had a pretty like, – because it was, it was probably 20,000 Queensland fans there, but there was 70,000, 75,000 New South Wales fans there. Mm. And when they erupted, it's just like, whoa, this is, uh, is full on. They're very small. But just, just for me, I, I, just, I just remember being in a moment. I think we'd had a, we had a dropout. And um, I, I remember just sort of walking back. I'd chased a kick through and I was walking back and, and, um, and Jason Hetherington was just into me. And I must have looked like, I must have had like a glazed look on my face. Like it, it was just all moving so fast. And we're at Lang Park and it was, it was amazing. And he's just, and he didn't tear me a new one, but he, he, he went pretty close just about waking up. You know, this is real. And um, yeah, it was a pretty sobering moment. Yeah. Good there stuff. Go. Good questions, Daddy Vass. Yeah. I Good. like it. Thanks, boys. Only 24 hours out until uh, kickoff. In game one in Adelaide, Toolkit Depot, everything you need to get the job done. Shop in store or online. This is Sats and Rat for Sports Day. The award winning seven seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. TLT. I'm Dynamite. Yeah, Teamless Tuesday, thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. So the four Queensland teams, we start off with New Zealand Warriors in round 14 up against the Dolphins, Rat. Yeah, yeah. So Wade Egan, uh, he's, he's back in the starting lineup after missing round 13 with a calf injury. Uh, Freddie Lussick got a pretty heavy knock last week, knocked out. Grade one, I think, so he's got yep. the mandatory stand down. And uh, Dylan Walker is back from a toe injury. Two begins, Egan yeah. and Dylan Walker. Yeah, and obviously, you know... Um, with the uh, the Redcliffe Dolphins, they're, they're going to be banking on you know a couple of players backing yeah. up the hammer and and uh, Tommy Gil- Gilbert. Tommy Gilbert. So it'll be in- interesting to see how they pull up after Wednesday night. Gold Coast Titans rab- rabbits on Friday Saturday afternoon five thirty. Yeah, t- for Peter and Tino again being named. So it's going to be interesting to see how they pull up. But uh, Foran, uh, he's out. So yep. they've had, they're having no luck with their spine, the Titans. So um, he's out. Um, they're going to move Jaden Campbell up to the front line into the sixth jersey. And uh, Keanu Kinney is going to make his debut in the fullback jersey, yeah, which is nice. interesting to see. And, Latrell um, Mitchell, yeah. Yeah, Carson Latrell through. Mitchell. There was talk he was going to play, but he was never going to play this week. Yep. Never. Sharks versus Brisbane Broncos. This is a massive game if everyone backs up. And Sifatalakai is back into the centres. So Connor Tracy moves back to the reserves. And for the Bronx, they've got, yeah. they got a fair few backing well, up, haven't uh, they? Haas, Carrigan, Walsh, Flegler and Cobbo. All been named to play. Yep. Um, Oates uh, is on an extended bench. So, you know, they've got a little bit of depth at the Broncos. But when you take that quality of players, that number of players potentially out of the game, uh, it's going to make a huge they impact. They haven't had a so buy yet. They'll be hope. Yeah, well. They haven't had a buy. You know what? It's set up. Some clubs have had two buys. I know. It's set up well for them, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's all about timing. It is. And, um, yeah. I think, Look, gonna, I think they have a buy. Second then, origin. Yeah. And then two games and then another buy. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Cows versus Storm to round out the Queensland sides and Tamalolo's list been listed amongst the reserves. He's round seven was the last time we saw him. Mm, well, they need him. Yep. Um, and Jeremiah Renano has been named on the bench as two returns from a four-game suspension. Yeah, uh, they problem. need all the help they can get, the yeah, Cowboys. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're terrible Jeez, at the moment, aren't they? Bad. It's so, so bad. bad. I mean, I've, I've, not, I've never been – well, not, I won't say I've never been more disappointed. I, I'm, I'm very disappointed in the way they've performed this yeah. year. <laughs> it's yep. just – that's yeah. the changes for round 14 of the NRL this week. Uh, of course, after Origins. So let's see who backs up. And thanks to Polaris. End of financial year deals are now on. Get up to $3,000 free accessories on the Polaris Rangers.
The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. And one of, well, it is Australia's most uh, favourite sport, especially uh, amongst young ladies. Netball update, thanks to Flight Centre, your real deal centre. And Rat, what's going on with the Queensland well, side? Well, the Queensland teams are both victorious in round 11 uh, with the Firebirds beating the Giants by 18 points and the Lightning Edge past Collingwood with a four-point win, who now sit in fifth position. So that's two Queensland teams winning. Omen? Omen. Mm. Heavy omen. I like where you're coming from. This is good. I like it's it. It's a world. It's a world speaking All to aligning. It. It's all aligning. All the planets are aligning. <laughs> uh, this Saturday, uh, round of 12. Remember, round 11, round 12 are both Indigenous rounds. Uh, the Sunshine Coast play the West Coast Fever in Perth. The Firebirds host the Vixens on Sunday at Nissan Arena at 4 p.m. Thanks to Flight Centre. Dream Centre, always within reach centre. Playing centre for over 40 years. Okay, this time tomorrow night, it's nearly time for kickoff. Give me mm. a man of the match. Man you think match. Queensland's going to win, so give me a man of the match. Uh, Cam Munster. Yeah, he has to be the best if they're going to win. He's going to. He's going to. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday night, everyone. Hope you enjoy the rest of the night. See you tomorrow. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon.